Eagles come up, oh, just so short of having a perfect preseason, falling 24-18 at the hands of the New York Jets. In the process, though, quarterback Tim Tebow throwing two touchdowns, going 11-17 of 17 for 189 yards. However, the Eagles will now turn their attention to the regular season as they get ready to face the Atlanta Falcons on Monday, September 14th. Welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Chris McPherson alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. Ike, the big story of the night, the third quarterback position, Matt Barkley, Tim Tebow, who will emerge victorious. I think we had some different results tonight. Matt Barkley got the start, but to me, Tebow was clear, at least on this night, the better of the two quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, obviously this was Tim Tebow's best game as an Eagle so far this preseason. And a little bit unfair for Matt Barkley when you think about the competition and you're trying to uh, divide up the amount of plays and time out there on the field. Matt Barkley, because the New York Jets uh, did a great job of uh, time of possession during the first and the third periods. Matt Barkley didn't get a whole lot of time out there, whereas Tim Tebow was able to sustain some drives. He was able to get in the red zone. And therefore, he spent more time out there on the field. Part of it is the Eagles defense not helping Matt Barkley out. But a bigger part of it is, is Tim Tebow and how much rhythm he was in tonight and being able to move the ball down the field. You, 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 you control time of possession by picking up first downs. When you don't complete passes, when you don't pick up first downs, you're going to be on the sideline watching. Credit to Tim Tebow in the unit when he was out there. He was able to move the ball, got in scoring position several times, had one interception in the red zone where he sort of forced the ball on a fourth and 15. But for the most part, there wasn't much negative to Tim Tebow's play tonight. No, I thought we saw a lot of growth from Tebow throughout the course of the preseason, and it all came to a head tonight. Very accurate. He was quick in terms of getting around the football. He was able to dump off, make those short passes to be able to get some extra yards. He, yes, you mentioned the interception, Ike, where he forced the ball maybe at the one time he didn't have to, but I thought he was trying to get in some of those tight windows. And that second touchdown pass, the one in the fourth quarter to Freddie Martino, it was a situation where I think the old Tebow would have ran with the football. Open lane, you know, you have a chance to go for the goal line. That's the type of situation where I think Tebow usually in the past would have been like, I'm going to bring it down and go after it. Whereas here, he flings it to the sideline. It's a perfect pass, but... An outstanding catch by Martino. Outstanding catch. Ridiculous catch. It gets lost in the whole Tebow mania, and it was Tebow's second touchdown. But, yeah, that was an outstanding catch uh, from Martino. But the one thing you see about Tim Tebow tonight, you brought up the fact just a couple weeks ago against the uh, Baltimore Ravens, it may have been where Tebow had that same opportunity to either run it in or throw it and hit uh, Rasheed Bailey in the back of the end zone. He chose to run it, and he did not get in. Well, there's the growth in just a couple of weeks with Tim Tebow. Same sort of option for him there to run the ball or either throw it. And he did a great job of sort of feathering, baiting the defensive back, making him think he was going to run the ball, created enough space between he and the receiver, Martino, and he was able to dip it over him with a with, uh, with nice touch. The one thing people tend to forget about Tim Tebow and his early struggles, his early struggles uh, here in the preseason is that Tim Tebow has been away from football for two years. Yes. So it takes a little while to sort of get in your rhythm, get a feel for the game. What you saw tonight was the complete package of Tim Tebow running the ball when he needed to run the ball, picking up huge gains, a 17-yard run early uh, in the, in the uh, I believe it was the second quarter, to uh, sustain a drive, yep. you know, picking up tough yards inside running the ball. Also, because he was a threat running the ball as well as throwing it, 
you saw when Ryan, uh, uh, when Mostert was in there with him, he was able to get bigger running lanes because there's a dual threat at the running position with the quarterback and a running back. That's the type of threat Tim Tebow poses for defenses. So I guess it comes to the very end here. What do the Eagles want at that third quarterback position? You have quarterback Sam Bradford. You know what he brings to the table. Was the perfect 10 for 10 against the Green Bay Packers. Marvelous in every aspect from timing to accuracy to touch to command of the offense. You have Mark Sanchez, a veteran who has the experience, who can run the offense. He can bring the tempo. Chip Kelly has a lot of faith in him. What do you want for that number three guy? Do you want someone like Matt Barkley, who I think is very similar to Mark Sanchez in terms of his playing style, can run the offense efficiently. I think his arm has gotten strong, stronger. Mm -hmm. Or do you want someone like Tebow, who, as you mentioned, Ike, brings that dual threat, that brings the ability to run on the ground, who maybe, as we saw in Green Bay, could be put in for the two-point con conversion, who maybe could be a red zone weapon, something that's a little bit different than yeah. what you have with Bradford and Sanchez. That's what I like, but ultimately the head coach is gonna decide what Certainly, he wants yeah. in that third string quarterback. I think he's had an extended period of time to look at Matt Barkley and see what he brings to the table. There is a certain amount of intrigue with uh, Tim Tebow that Chip Kelly seems to have. I think Tip Kelly uh, likes the fact that Tim Tebow has sort of improved as a quarterback, not just from where he was the last time he was in the National Football League, but also from when they worked him out in the spring. And again, you're talking about knocking rust off from a guy who hasn't played in two years. I would put it to you this way. If this were Sam Bradford and he struggled the way Tim Tebow struggled through the preseason, most people would say he's knocking off the rust. He's been out of football for a year. He hasn't played in a year. I think the same sort of explanation applies when it comes to evaluating Tim Tebow as a quarterback is that you watch him get better. All right, let's get into MetLife Stadium and hear from head coach Chip Kelly. I was up and down with both guys. So we'll take a look at the film and go from there. On the surface, it looked like Tim did probably a little bit more, you know, had a little bit more success. I mean, did you see that too? I think you got to look at the film before you make any of those decisions. So to make a quick comment after a game doesn't doesn't help anybody or hurt anybody. So. How about his touchdown throws? Thought he did a nice job on those. Just thought the fairest way to do it. You know, one, two, three, four. So. Yeah, he did. You know, obviously uh, we wanted to keep Kevin, but just because of what, keeping Cody Parkey out, we didn't have a chance to keep Kevin. So. Um, you know, Raheem got a, the bulk of the carries. You know, I thought he, again, he was up and down. So, you know, we'll, we'll take a look at the tape and see, um, you know, how, how, it, how it plans out. Sometimes it's blocking, sometimes it's the back, but I thought he was up and down. Everybody come out again healthy? Seems like it, yeah. I don't think there was anything pressing. I mean, one series was enough for Kiko. It seemed like he was in a couple tackles, got, you know, got. Yeah, we just wanted to get him on the field. Last time he was on the field was against the Patriots, and I think. 13 or whatever it was so just to get him out there and make some plays and obviously he did you know he flashed really quickly on that first drive and then um, you know we got him out. Chip as you see it right now do you feel that in your mind you know what you need to do to formulate this 53-man roster for because of so much depth in certain areas it makes it that much more difficult? No it's just like anything we have a lot of film to watch we'll watch it on the bus ride home and then we'll meet again tomorrow morning so we get all three phases to look at and then meet as a staff so we don't have anything preconceived notions before we look at it. We always have to evaluate the last game. Do you hope to make the decisions tomorrow? No, we're, we're going to make the decisions when they have to be made. So. Without looking at the film, anything get clarified on those backup safety jobs? No, nah, again, looking at you got to look at the tape to see all that stuff. So it, it's the, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. You can't really come out of 
I mean, it's not fair to the players either to say, hey, I was standing on the sideline, I saw this, we're going to take this guy. You know, that's, that's, uh, we'll do a full, thorough film evaluation of everything, evaluation of everything and then uh, we're going to have everything done by Saturday at uh, 4. So. Chip, you had your backup players play tonight, but how much goes into making the decision based on the entire camp and all the games? It goes into, everything goes into the decision. It's, it it's, just can't be a one game, you know, this is, this is it, you know, make or break. You know, this isn't American Idol, this is... You get a whole compilation of time to, to what we're doing, and you know we'll go back through everything we have, and then you know try to pick the best fifty three. Chip, are you comfortable with Cody? Do you feel like he's ready? Cody Parky. Yeah. yeah, I'm comfortable with Cody Parky. Yeah. So you just held him out for precautionary Yeah, we don't play the Falcons for two weeks, but you know we're real excited that we have a Pro Bowl kicker on our this side. Was a regular, this was a real game. He kicks tonight. And he, and he would have kicked twenty field goals. Twenty. Twenty. If it was a real game. If we can go hypothetical, I can say the hypothetical outcome. He's healthy enough. Yeah, he's healthy enough. You want to look at the film on this particular game, but the totality of the preseason for Tebow, was he about what you thought he was going to be? No, I don't know what I thought he was going to be. I don't have any preconceived notions of what guys are going to be or not going to be. We let it all just express itself. So. Not until I get my final game watched. What did you think of his, of his touch on that 45-yard pass to Martino and then the one I thought he threw a nice ball. You know, I think that that was a proper read and put it up there and gave uh, gave Freddie a chance to get underneath it and make a catch. Chip, it's really hard for cornerbacks to come in this league and play from, from day one. Um, Eric Rowe, what have you seen out of him in terms of on the outside play uh, through the preseason and uh, in camp? I think just like most of those young guys, I've just seen some ups and downs. I've seen him make some big-time plays, and then I've seen him – you know, get beat in certain situations, but that's going to happen, especially in you know in this league where every receiver's good, every quarterback's accurate. So uh, I've seen up and down from Eric, but I see him improving. As you make a decision with with Tim and you make a decision with Matt on the third quarterback job, what are some of the pros and cons that you're going to look at when you evaluate this entire thing over the next couple of days? So for me to list them, and we're going to look at everything that they've done, every snap they've taken since we've had both of them here. So you played these guys. In- at least we know the route will take to the stadium so I don't think there are many challenges I don't challenges I don't think I mean Todd was pretty vanilla tonight and we were they were very vanilla and we were very vanilla so and a lot of guys that played tonight won't be the group that's playing now when we play them in three weeks so. I thought he made a nice catch on the on the on the ball Timmy threw him in the corner he had a drop on their sideline so again a lot of those guys you know good plays some ups and some downs. I know sometimes it takes time, but just the totality, what has been really positive or stood out to you overall in this whole preseason about Tim? Our quarterback? Yeah. We continue to talk about the quarterback? I just thought I'd give you one more. I thought Tim's had a good camp. Okay. So, Chip, you, just, you had Miles Austin dress me. He didn't play. He didn't play. He was, uh, any reason beyond that? No, he couldn't go tonight. Head coach Chip Kelly not giving any clues as to who's going to win any of the jobs. Again, the Eagles have to get to the 53-man roster limit by Saturday at 4 p.m. Now, we want to hear your thoughts on who shined tonight, who earned themselves a roster job. You can call in at 215-320-5170. We're going to get to the phone calls a little bit later. We're also going to welcome in NFL film senior producer Greg Cosell. He's going to break down some of the All-22, including Tim Tebow's touchdown pass, to Rashid Bailey. So all that more coming up here on the Post Game Show presented by Rico. I said-
to Philly. I sup the Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I sup the Philly. The 17 to training. Broad Street Line. To my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. We have an Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. With extra 20 checking from Santander, you can get paid $20 a month. Just direct deposit $1,500 or more and pay two bills a month with the online bill pay feature. Then you can get paid $20 a month. That's just the way it works. So what are you waiting for? Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. So Ike. We were talking there during the break off camera. You're a little upset of the fact that the post-game meals the players get nowadays <laughs> with, with Chip Kelly, you know? Well, it may not just be with Chip Kelly. It may just be the NFL nowadays. I that mean, could be right, <laughs> yes. Back when, I, back when I played and they went, we were on the road, and whether we were coming back from Washington, D.C. on the train or we were coming from New York on the turnpike, box lunch. Lunch meat sandwich, apple, and a bag of chips. After a hard-fought game, hey, man, nothing hey, like that to sink your teeth in. I must tell you, though, we were excited to get those box lunches. <laughs> though, you know, we were hungry after a game. Did, did Andy ever hold it out if something happened? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> What's, like, from the player's mindset, what is it like for the guys, the Rasheed Baileys, the Raheem Mosters, the guys who are on that bubble, not sure if they're going to get a call in the next, you know, 24, 48 hours? What is that time period like? Yeah, it's not, listen, it's not an easy night to get through. When you play that final game, that final preseason game, and I've been there for my first few years in this league, I wasn't guaranteed a spot on this roster. I entered every training camp as if I had to make the team, and I played in every preseason game as if I was trying to make the team. So I often played in the fourth preseason game like a lot of these guys have tonight. You hope you've done everything possible to give yourself the best opportunity to make the team. In the case of a guy like Rasheed Bailey, I don't know if he could have done anything more. You know, he, yeah, would you like to catch every pass thrown your way? Of course you would. But I think he was at least the second leading receiver on the team this preseason, if not the leading receiver this preseason. And a guy like Raheem Mostert, I mean, he done everything he could do tonight. He had to be the bell cow. He had to carry the load, plus play a little special teams. Again, I don't know if he could do anything more. So those guys will sleep easy tonight, but there are a lot of guys they won't, they won't want to answer their phone tomorrow until after 4 or, five, or Saturday until yeah. after 4 or 5 o'clock. Most are going to sleep easy after all that work that he had tonight, sure, to yeah. the very least. Yeah. So we're going to go to the phone lines now. We're going to welcome in Carl from Washington, D.C. Carl, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing great, uh, going, Carl. Great show. Can't wait for the season. Uh, as far as who makes it, I'm with uh, Ike. I'm hoping Bailey does. 
I think he's shown a lot, uh, especially coming from a Division three school. Uh, I was rooting for a Moffitt on the offensive line. Ugh, I'm not sure, although i got to give him a lot of credit. One question I wanted to ask, just out of pure curiosity, the guys when they are signed to the practice squad, are they paid per game like everybody else? Do they make the league minimum? Do they have contracts? I never knew how that practice squad works. I know they're a scout team, yeah. but as far as quarterbacks, I'm sorry, I'd still rather stick with Barkley than Tebow. Understandable. Okay. Appreciate the call, Carl. Yeah, uh, you know, Carl, your question on the practice squad players, Yes, they are paid every week. They do receive a salary, but it is week to week as long as you remain on the practice squad. And no, it's not a, uh, uh, whether it's a rookie minimum or whatever year minimum they're in, it's not the same in the NFL salary. It's a set wage for all practice squad players. I'm not sure what that is uh, at this moment. So, um, but I tell you this, it beats working a nine to five somewhere, whatever it is they're making. And it, it gives them an opportunity to keep uh, fighting for their, their dream to p- someday possibly make it in the National Football League. So what will happen now is the Eagles have to get from 75 to 53. Yeah. They're going to have to waive the players. So what happens, they'll, go, they'll be subject to waivers until Sunday, I think at noon, and at 1 p.m. teams will be notified if those players have been claimed. And if they haven't been claimed, then they can have them on the practice squad and sign them. Now, the practice squad, there's eight players that you're allowed, along with two veteran exemptions. They players have it's a certain amount of experience that you're allowed to have. You can't have a ton of NFL experience. Again, you want to get guys who mostly rookies, first-year players, guys who have not been in the league very long to give them a chance to grow and develop. So certainly there are going to be some guys who the Eagles have to say, hey, maybe he's good enough to be on the roster, but maybe we get him to the practice squad. Do you risk exposing him to waivers where another team could claim him? Or all of a sudden, you know, maybe you want to keep around and develop him, but if he escapes, then you lose the opportunity. Well, and that's the, that's the tough uh, balancing act that Chip Kelly has to try to sort of perform here because there are players you don't want to put out there that are unprotected that you like, that you want to keep on his team, but you can't keep everybody. There are certain guys you need to be ready for the Atlanta Falcons, and you need 53 guys that you can choose from that will be a part of your active roster. And let me just say real quick, I wish the NFL could find a way, whether it's financially or what have you, to keep all 53 players active. Do away with the practice squad. These guys work all week. They do the same amount of work that the guys who play on Sunday do. The only thing they don't do is play on Sunday and be paid like an NFL player, but they prepare like an NFL player every week. I wish there was some sort of way they could find a way to just make all 53 guys active. I certainly agree with that. So now what we do is bring in the third member of our crew, NFL Films senior producer Greg Cosell. He's going to break down Tim Tebow's second quarter touchdown pass to one of those players who's on the roster bubble, Rashid Babley. Let's take it away, the 18-yard score. Let's continue the theme of players who needed to perform well tonight for the Eagles in the final preseason game. One of those players is Jalen Watkins. Now, Watkins did some good things in the first half, and he also struggled on a touchdown pass. Let's show that play first. Here you see Watkins, right here. Now, he's in man-to-man coverage, you can see by his technique and positioning. Now, the safety here, there's a single high safety, is all the way over here on the edge of the screen, almost on the opposite hash. That tells you that Watkins needs to play man-to-man. He does not have safety help in the middle of the field. So let's clear the screen and let this go a little bit. He cannot get beat to the inside. Boom, right there. What happens? 
Right there, he gets beat to the inside, and he's in a trail position. So he lost right here. You clear the screen. Matt Flynn makes a perfect throw. Watkins is beat for a touchdown. But I said he also did something really good. He made an interception, and it was on this play. And here you see Watkins right here at the top of the screen. Now, he's playing off coverage here, not press man. So what you do in off coverage like this is you do what we call read the triangle. You read through from the receiver to the quarterback. Here he does this about as well as you can do it. Let's clear the screen and watch the play. Notice his positioning. He's reading inside, but he's seeing both. And as soon as the ball is thrown, he jumps the throw, jumps the route, and makes the interception. A beautiful play by Watkins. Thank you very much, Greg. Now let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to go all the way out to Alaska. John joins us from Morrisville, Alaska. John, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. Hi. Um, actually, it's Morrisville, Pennsylvania that oh. I'm from. You said Alaska. Uh, it's, all, it's all good, John. Okay. <laughs> I, I just do what I'm told in the ear here, so all of a sudden, if I'm fed bad information, I'm throwing the producer under the bus on this one. Come so. on, man. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say tonight, I was you know, watching the game. I kind of just look at this as watching an audition. I, I think Tebow is going to be a number three guy. And um, I think Barkley's going to be cut. And uh, here I was saying all along that Tebow would probably be the one, but I think that'd be cut. But I think I kind of changed my opinion tonight. That's the biggest thing is how much weight did this one game have? Now, Chip Kelly said during the week that – he was going to put a lot of emphasis on this fourth preseason game. So if you're looking at this game in a vacuum, I think Tebow would win the job. Now, I agree with your point that you said earlier, Ike, where Matt Barkley, look, had the struggle in the first quarter. Maybe he's a little bit of nerves, a little bit of jitters, a little excited. You know, that Josh Huff pass should have been a big completion under through the ball. So you figure he settles down, he gets to the game in the third quarter, they had the ball for one possession. Yeah. Raheem Mostert ran for a first down, and that was, that was it. Yeah. They had just about a minute and a half time of possession that third quarter and Tim had two full quarters now Ike this go back to what you said earlier on the flip side you got to give to you got to give credit because of the fact that he was able to sustain drives he was able to keep you know the chains moving he was able to make some plays with both his legs his arm as well so it's, it's gonna be tough to see how you weigh it there because yes credit Tebow for what he did tonight but Matt didn't have that much of a chance to shine I believe here's what it boils down to if you want to look at their performance in the preseason as a whole, Matt Barkley's best game, you would say, was the Indianapolis Colts game. That was his best game. Uh, so the second and third game, they played, but they didn't play as much. They didn't get equal playing time. So the first and the fourth game are the two games that I would look at when I'm trying to evaluate both of these guys. And I would, you know, you got you to look at it and say, okay, what are the plays that you like? What are the plays you don't like? And then the, the coach is going to have a tough decision to make. It's really going to boil down to what are you looking for from your third-string quarterback? Do you want somebody that can come in and just, you know, really run the offense steady? Or do you want a guy that can bring a different dynamic to your offense like a Tim Tebow that can be a little erratic at times with this play? But we see when he's in the crunch period, crunch time, two-minute drive right before the half, Thing of beauty. He rises to the occasion. He's a game. Something to be said about that. Yes. It certainly is. Now the whole thing is how much will we see the third quarterback during the regular season? 
Well, that's the other thing. I wouldn't expect to see him very much at all, unless it's a guy like Tim Tebow, that if the Eagles were to get in a position where they wanted to either run a two-point conversion or they wanted to give you different options uh, on a short yardage situation, I could see sort of a guy like Tim Tebow being used. But if you're talking about Matt Barkley being the third-string quarterback, the only way I see him playing is if there's a disaster at the first and second quarterback position. Tim Tebow is a guy that could play based on a specialty of plays. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here on the post-game show presented by Rico on the other side. Some of your, some more of your phone calls, and Ike and I will delve into some of the other roster battles that we have our eyes on as the Eagles have to get to the 53-man roster limit by Saturday at 4 p.m. We'll be back in just a few moments. With Xfinity, stream your recordings anywhere or download them to your smartphone or tablet to watch when you're offline. Oh, now that would be nice. Let's take it on the train. Awesome. Or on a plane. This will work in a plane. You can even watch on the moon. <laughs> Call or click today. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. However you do sports, however you do fun, however you do summer, do it at Sports Authority. Shop thousands of great deals this summer. Sports Authority. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. Regional rail. I sub to Philly, the 17 to training. Raw Street Line to my parkway. Market Frankfurt Line. All night. Travel with Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Bleach Beach Blitz. Go to applevacations.com slash eagles for more information. Welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico. Uh, Ike learned during the break that there is no such place as Morrisville, Alaska. So at least I can add that to wow. my geographic knowledge. Yeah. But there is a Georgia, <laughs> and Lewis from Georgia is now calling the show. Lewis, welcome to the post-game show. What are your thoughts on tonight's game? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, uh, honor, honor to talk to you, Ike. Uh, I appreciate you guys getting, getting my call. Hey, uh, well, uh, you know, I saw the game tonight, and, uh, you know, you always hate to see players getting cut, and, um, you know, they're human beings, you know, they... They work to get a job, and uh, it's tough, you know. You know, Tim was a, a great person, and, you know, everybody in there is probably a great person. But, you know, uh, you know, football-wise, you know, you know, you, you don't even know if the Eagles will even keep, you know, four quarterbacks or three quarterbacks, I'm sorry. They might just keep two. You I mean, you, you do need depth for the end of the season for, like, the long haul, you know, yeah. special teams and all that. So it's going to be interesting to see what Chip Kelly does, but uh, – I, I am uh, I am excited about the Eagles this season. I've been an uh, Eagles fan since uh, since I can remember a little boy. So I mean, hopefully you know this will be a great year, and uh, you know hopefully Tim does a, uh, does a, uh, good decisions, and uh, you know just uh, wish all the, all the players, you know not the ones that don't don't even make the team, you know to make other teams, you know, and uh, you know uh, 
uh, rooting for Rasheed Bailey, you know, get from Philadelphia. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's all about. It, I got to say, so I appreciate you guys taking my call. No problem, all oh, Lewis. You. Hopefully, we'll see you, you down there in Atlanta yeah. for the season opener in a couple of weeks. I guess I never thought about the fact that the Eagles could possibly just go with two quarterbacks and right. then maybe look for someone on the outside. I don't know. I feel like one of them has played well enough. They've yeah. each made their case. I think one of them is going to be the guy in that position. So, I mean, quarterback play, it's so tough to find good quality of it at any level that, you know, it's, you got to be happy with what you have here. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, uh, now obviously, Chip has the option of going into the season with just two quarterbacks if that's what he chooses to do. There are some teams that will do that because they need the extra roster spot at another position of need due to injury or what have you. The Eagles will look at their roster in totality and decide whether or not they want to do that, whether or not a, a fifth safety or a sixth safety or a seventh corner is worth keeping on a team or an extra linebacker because of Marcus Smith's situation uh, and possibly D'Amico's situation is a necessity as opposed to a, uh, a third-string quarterback who more than likely will not dress on Sunday. So that's the difficult position as GM and head coach that Chip Kelly has or and, and Ed Manowitz has when you're trying to put together a final, put together a final roster uh, to get you ready to go to Atlanta. And again, you got to think about the best 53 guys that are going to give you an opportunity to win. And it's really all about how the coaching staff, in particular Chip Kelly, envisions using those third string guys. Again, if you're only planning to use Matt Barkley in case of a, uh, an emergency, when you, if you lose your first two quarterbacks, well, that makes him less valuable to the team. Now, Tim Tebow, if he's a guy that you plan to use here and there, and, and you want to use him as a sort of way to switch up and get a defense, a, a different look, well, he's going to be a value to Chip Kelly because he doesn't have to wait until the first two quarterbacks get injured in order to use him the way he sees fit to use him. And if we know anything about this coach. He loves diversity and versatility in his players. That's what he wants, guys that can fill multiple roles. The more you can do, the more likely you'll be around. And just based on those premises and what Chip Kelly has done in the past, it's a no-brainer to me. And I've been saying this since they signed the guy. Tim Tebow should be an eagle this year. Here's the thing. If you keep all three, and assuming that Tebow is the third quarterback, do you make all three active on game day? And that's a position that the Eagles didn't have last year. Last year, they activated Nick Foles and Mark Sanchez, and then when it wasn't Foles, it was Matt Barkley. So, obviously, you're going to want Mark Sanchez just in case something happens to Sam Bradford, but in the third, if you have the third quarterback active, that's going to take away from maybe it's a lineman, maybe it's a receiver, maybe it's someone on defense, or maybe more important, it's special teams. You know, there are a lot of special team snaps that the Eagles have to replace from last season, and I think the Eagles have added some players, guys like Shady Ajira Tutu, who are up to the task of doing that. But still, if you're going to now have a third quarterback active on game day, that's going to take away from somewhere else. So that's something that the Eagles will have to consider in there. So we're going to go now into enemy territory. I don't know which team he's a fan of. Lorenzo from Dallas. Welcome to the postgame <laughs> show presented by Rico. Yes, how y'all doing? I'm calling from Dallas. What's up, Lorenzo? Um, I do not like the Cowboys. I just want to uh, say that first and foremost. Thank you very much. Good Let me sure. start this conversation off. Yep. Yes, sir. So, I feel like we do need three quarterbacks on our depth chart due to um, Sam Bradford's history, uh, injury history. 
Very and, valid uh, point. And uh, I, I mean, I, I, I have high hopes for Sam Bradford, and I believe in him. But I'm just you. They always gotta have a precautionary. And with Mark Sanchez, you know, he's he's had his ups and downs, and I think Tim Tebow brings another dynamic to the field um, that you know Matt Barkley can't really match. But Matt Barkley does has it has his upside as well. But uh, I just and I'm a uh, Tebow believer as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, let's get that yes. in there. It's like exactly. a, it's Guys, I believe believer. No yeah. question whatsoever. Lorenzo, thank you very much for the phone call. So, obviously, how about that's, that deep throw my man Tebow threw That was night. very nice. Nice Freddie deep Mar- pass. How about Freddie Martino? Yeah. A guy who, look, he's in a tough roster spot because you already have, I think, six guys pretty much set in there. I know Rasheed Bailey was knocking on the door, but Freddie Martino made a couple of nice plays. He's been in the league for a couple of years. You know what? Maybe he can land a job somewhere else. And here's the other thing. Let me just make this clear uh, about Matt Barkley and his situation. If he so happens to not be here uh, after the final cuts, that may also be a good thing for Matt Barkley to get, you know what I'm saying? A fresh start. A fresh start somewhere. So he's been here three years. That's a possibility. Either way, you're going to have a good football team with good players. So this is a good issue to have for Chip yep. Kelly when you're trying to decide between several good players to make your final three roster. Hopefully we're not talking much about the third quarterback. After exactly. Tonight. That's the biggest thing. And that's what this point well, of the preseason Tebow, is. we will. That is true. Just understand that. That is true. Will. Yes, we will be delving into that. be the most talked about third string quarterback in the league. So the Eagles open up the regular season. Monday Night Football, September 14th against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I believe it was 10 years ago, Eagles opened up against the Atlanta Falcons. I don't remember that game. The Eagles were defending <laughs> AFC champions. This gentleman next to me was on that Eagles team. Then he became a member of the Falcons in free agency, cashed in rightfully so after a great season. And um, start a little, little brouhaha, so to speak. <laughs> I did not start this brouhaha, but for some reason, I cannot shake <laughs> the label of starting this. So I can't wait till this Atlanta Falcons game is over with so I don't have to relive this moment yes, anymore. We will move on yes. from it. So, again, the Eagles are from I'm 75. An Eagle. I'm green. Yes, away, I believe green, it. Green. I believe Good it. Just had green. to bring up one last time. So, <laughs> the Eagles are to get from 75 to 53 by Saturday at 4 p.m. If it happens any sooner, head coach Chip Kelly, I imagine, will host a press conference. We will carry that live right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I believe the Eagles are going to be back on Tuesday for their next round of practice as they begin training for the Monday Night Showdown with the Falcons. Eagles 360, the season debut, kicks off at 5 p.m. So make sure you tune in for that. So we have complete coverage throughout the weekend of all the roster moves. Again, the Eagles have to get to 53. They're going to have to form a practice squad. And there could be some other moves depending on what other teams around the league do. So definitely stay tuned here all weekend long. He's Ike Reese. I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you very much for joining us here on the preseason finale of the postgame show presented by Rico.